ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are live. I think we're live. I think Facebook is finally working for me since Periscope again has let me down for like the hundredth time in a row. So I think Periscope, I think I'm done with you. I think I hate you. Facebook Live, you win. Um, I guess that's their whole point, though, isn't it? That's yeah. That's they won a we long, are long time ago. Back at Jungle Gyms, uh, we were here a few weeks back talking about this event that was coming up, and now here we are at the Barrel Age Beer Bash. Um, everything in a barrel, everything dark, everything light, everything sour, funky, um, bourbon, rum, tequila, every kind of barrel you can think of is probably in this room. Every kind of barrel aged beer you can think of is in this room. I'm joined again by Jared, one of the many Jungle Gems beer guys. Um, beer that, beer that, people. The, the beer people, the <laughs> beer, the, the beer army. Yes. Um, I'm still amazed at, 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 at again that's a different show today we're talking about beer yes let's do that we're talking about barrel aged beer so um let's just let's jump right into it you know barrel aged beer festivals there's there's a few around there's not that many around locally though it's kind of turned into this this monster it's like um when it started, it was really small. It was almost just like a beer tasting yep. that happened to be of barrel-aged beer. Yep. And then it got really, really big, and then it split into two days, and then this year kind of focused it back into one day, but it's bursting at the seams still with people that, that love barrel-aged beer. Um, so Ferdinand just strolled up with a drinking horn. Which is pretty it's, normal it's for a night like tonight. <laughs> I hope there's not barrel-aged beer in your drinking horn. There likely will be at some point in the evening. Not yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> early. We just we just started. Just remember, I'm asking for forgiveness about this. I did not ask for permission. That's that's the way to do it. That's kind of a motto that I live by. So, if you guys can, you know, when 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 Jungle Gems first started doing the barrel-aged beer basher, I don't know what it was called when it started. It was probably still called that at the beginning, but uh, it started like 2000. 14, I think, off the top of my head since all my notes in front of me was... This is the fourth year of the Beer Bash proper. Okay. So so that so would have put it 2013. 2013-ish. Um, yeah. it, why? Why, why, do you, why do you do something like this? They're really big beers. They don't really necessarily, in your, in your mind, contribute to a beer festival. At least they didn't at the time. They might now, but... Um, I mean, I know we've touched on it before, but I think a big part of it is that... The beer, the craft beer world is just kind of blowing up. It's expanding, and it just keeps getting bigger and weirder. And I think um, barrel-aged beers are some of the biggest and the weirdest. So it makes sense to bring them all together in one room and, you know. So it's, it's less of a why as it is like a why not? Yeah, and I think that's also kind of part of the Jungle Gym's ethos. Um, we're a building full of, well, why not? Yeah, can, two two buildings full. This? Yeah, it's, no, it's never can we or should we. It's we're going to... And we'll see how, how it works now, out. Now, now, how can we make it happen? Exactly, yeah. So. Um, so there's stuff from all over the place in this room, but there's, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the list. There's there's a good selection of local stuff here, too. Um, let me run down. I mean, I, Jackie O's, if you consider that local, which um, I know a lot of people would. I, I'm, I'm on the fence with it, but I'll, I'll, I'll give them a mention just because I love them. <laughs> um, Urban Artifact, Mad Tree, uh, Taft's Blank Slate, Rheingeist, Rivertown, of course, Listerman Triple Digit, who's really making a name for themselves with their barrel aid stuff. Uh, 50 West as well. 50 West, Braxton, uh, Christian Moorline. I mean, that's 
that's a pretty good selection of local stuff too and I, I, I think that people may not realize how much stuff barrel age is really starting to happen here here locally with um, you know these breweries that, that, that aren't that old to be able to put together these barrel programs it's impressive well I think it's a testament too of just kind of like where bar- barrel aging is as a whole like throughout the country probably around the world as well I mean if, if local companies are getting in on it and doing it and not just focusing even on just stouts or some of those bigger darker beers and going towards the sour programs and barrel aging those and just kind of like I said getting bigger and weirder um, you know and Jungle Gyms has always been about local supporting right. the local community so it makes perfect sense to us to have just as many locals as any anybody else so right and I, I kind of skipped the way we normally start the, start the show with from the, right. from the beer fridge so um, what have you guys gotten a hold of already it looks like you guys have both gotten a hold of a couple things already um, what are you excited about that you haven't tried yet that you're going to Oh, I'm going on a sour quest. Anything that's barrel-aged and sour, um, that's me tonight. And see, my, one of my favorite parts about this festival is that you can spend a good chunk of time drinking these big, you know, bourbon barrel beers and things, yeah. and then switch to sours, and it, like, it confuses your palate almost, yeah. and can, turns into this other weird thing. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. But it's it, fun, uh, yeah. I, I did take a sip of the um, barrel-aged bomb from Prairie Artisan Ales yes. as well, and that was, that was something else. Which, Ferdinand, you held up your glass. Is that what you're drinking? That is what I'm drinking currently, but I started off with Matry. I had to get the strawberry Levanto. Oh, yeah. And it was also, so I'm standing in line thinking, I was like, I'll go up and shoot the shit for a minute. And then turn around, there's a line. I'm like, ooh, (laughs) I better go get in this line. Because I was uh, looking at the menu and or the pamphlet and thinking about everything I wanted. It was like, definitely do sours first, go to the uh, big stouts later. But when you see no line for prairie bomb right go for it like uh yeah i'll go well, and, and that's kind of what's fun about a festival too is kind of looking around seeing the way the lines are changing seeing you know where you can go and and and, and grab the beer that you've been you know reading about talking about thinking about um what kind of stuff is here that maybe people haven't really seen before that they might want to pay attention to if they're standing right here hearing my voice uh, I mean, the, the Prairie Bomb, I think, is, is definitely one. It's not on tap very often. No, not at all. Um, some of your bigger, more expensive beers also, like Thirsty Dogs, the Siberian Night. I mean, it's a $24 four-pack. So sometimes you can't talk the wife or the girlfriend into being like, hey, I'm just going to grab, you know, $7 a beer and some change and walk out the door with a four-pack that cost me $25. So. I like to go for the stuff that I won't get, like the pear lambic from Rivertown. I really want to go try that. I've never had that before. I don't make it out to tap rooms as much as I'd like to. So, quite often, brewery release only stuff I can't right. get a hold of. So, I'll give um, Blank Slate a shout out too. If you haven't tried the Spectral Fire, oh, I've had I had that. They had that at um, Fifty Fest, and that, that was is awesome. One of the weirdest beers I've ever had in my life, and so. I, I really do want to drink that one, but I didn't want to have it, like, while I was starting with Sours, I was right there, and I'm like, I want it, but I'm hoping that it'll be there when I go back to it. It's probably going to go next, because I threw a stout in, so might as well get a little fire as well. It's well, so. it's, a, it's not as hot as you think it's going to be, and it, 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 it lends itself very well to a beer festival, because it's not one that I would want to drink a whole bunch of, but it, it, it's such a unique thing. So. Grab a couple ounces and try it out. Right, and... Um, and kind of scroll through here and kind of look and see what else is here. Um, Black Ops, of course, although um, it's been on tap downstairs, so it doesn't get me as, as excited now. I mean, uh, the Tripper Noche from New Holland, 
So that's something that I haven't seen on draft and very rarely see in bottles. So it's a blended beer. So I can't wait to try that. The um, the barrel aged pineapple upside down aftermath from Listerman. Um, dying to try that one. Yeah. Um, the Jackie O's has that wood ya honey. I've been hearing really good things online about that lately too. Uh, dying to get my hands on that one. So there's, I guess, moral of the story here is there's a whole bunch of stuff and some some really crazy stuff, some weird stuff, some some absolute favorites that you might have not had in a while either that um, you could probably grab. Definitely the uh, maple bourbon barrel age anadrometer from Warp Wing. Got to try that. Right. So a big Doppelbach and then it's barrel age. It's, I mean, it's going to be great. At least I think it will. Hopefully it is. So kind of shifting gears a little bit kind of into more opinion kind of stuff here so barrel aged beers like you know why why are they fun for you why is it why is it something that you would seek out why is it something you think people are seeking out so much now with craft beer uh i definitely think people are seeking it out it it adds to the flavor it changes the flavor and it's probably one of the best beers to let warm because then the flavor will change as it's warming. You'll get more of the barrel or more of the essence of the beer as it warms up. So it's like two beers in one. Right. My favorite part is that it just, it kind of takes part of the the, the making of beer and, and, and adds this other craft into it that's almost out of your hands a little bit, you know, let, letting the barrel kind of control what happens with the beer and letting it change. And um, as time goes, it becomes a different animal. And that's sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. And that's what makes it fun is that you just never know. And so when you see places that have such solid offerings consistently over and over and over again, it gives you this, this other respect for, for what they're doing and what they're able to do, what they're able to kind of wrangle through the the magic of of fermentation i guess right and it brings uh another player in the brewing process because the cellarman has to know what he's doing with all of his beers that are selling right so that you're taking somebody else's artwork and letting it develop into something else not while you're in full control of it because you just have to keep the temperatures right you have to keep uh, the bacteria that's unwanted out and make sure it doesn't get too far to the left or too far to the right that it stays centered in what the brewer's uh, idea was. And then you also could have where the brewer wants to kill you at the end of it because it <laughs> right. didn't come anywhere near what he wanted and more stress on your job, but then also adding another craft, like you said. It's a, <laughs> Raging Hop is taking drink <laughs> orders as we speak. We, we appreciate it. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, he um, he got a chance to head out to uh, Rivertown up in Monroe the other day and is going to have something up this pray before this, this show actually posts. But um, So anybody that's, that's listening to this on, on iTunes or anything, um, head over to his website, RagingHop.com, and, and kind of get your sneak peek of what's going on up there in Monroe at I'm, Rivertown before they... And I'm, I'm happy to let him have the mic here shortly, too. Yeah, it's, I got um, other things going on, and... Absolutely, and um, I'm sure he has a lot to say. We're going to grab a few other people here too, and awesome. kind of um, talk about some more barrel aged stuff. So, um, well, let's take a quick break. On that note, and um, we'll be back. I don't know who we'll be talking to, but we'll be talking to somebody about barrel aged beer because we're live at Jungle Jim's Barrel Aged Beer Fest. Cool, beer, thanks, man. Beer bash. Yeah, it's a beer, beer bash. bash. It it's is. a party. It's not a festival. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll be right back. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. 
Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pasteur Screen Print. Mario Pasteura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pasteura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pasteur's Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasture.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturescreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pasteur's Screen Print. The voice of Sensicraft. I'm going to be your guide tonight, the gnarly gnome, through the world of barrel aged beer and bashes and jungle gyms and more beer. I guess. Raging Hop, what's up? Howdy, guys. Do, do I call you Raging Hop or do I call you Josh or Whoa, how does this actually work? You just like revealed my name to the world. You got it on your website. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I don't know. You can call me Josh. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. What floats your boat? Oh, I don't know. I think. I, you know, you're. you're I'm gonna the, start asking the, that question to everybody when they come on the show. You hey, are. What, what, what floats your boat? Well, here's the thing. So, your name is the gnarly gnome. So when right. I see you, I mean, I know your real name, but I still call you the gnome. Well, it now is, raging hop's just a name. I'm not the raging hop. I call you the raging hop. You are Dude, the raging hop. Hmm. I, I guess you have that little hop as your logo. Well, but I've got the, the gnome as a logo too. Yeah. He's, he's a guy. And I don't really, guy. I don't really look like him very much. You look more like him than I do. I look more like the gnome. Yeah. Yeah. The beer. Yeah. So maybe you're actually the gnome, and I'm, I'm actually the little hop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The raging gnome. <laughs> so. I, as we were going to break, I mentioned that you had gotten a chance to swing by Rivertown. Um, what 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 are your impressions? Just kind of off the top of your head, what was it like? How was the uh, how was the new space? 
Well, uh, not to quote Doctor Who, but it's way bigger on the inside uh, when you walk in. Um, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like the outside is humongous, but once you walk in and you see the largeness of, of the space, not just the tap room, but the wide openness of the back uh, brewing area, because all the stuff's not 100% set up yet, but uh, it's nice, it's homey, it's warming, it's welcoming, it's... It's awesome. I'd... It it looks and I, I guess it looks exactly like that description. It's you know lots of repurposed wood, lots of um, uh, very barely, very um, you know on on topic with tonight and with the the barely beer bash. It's the, the whole restaurant, brew pub, production facility, whatever you want to call it, seems like it's very barrel centric, and. Um, that's exciting too for for them because I think you know their barrel stuff to me is their strongest stuff. And their, they, in their barrel area for the new brewery is like it is humongous. Yeah. It's, it's I, ridiculous. I'm excited to see what kind of stuff they can start turning out once they have a little bit of space and a little bit of production space, which I think is more important. And you know they're not maxed out to capacity trying to just get stuff rolling out the door. So yeah. So as as Lindsay said. The brewing area, there's there's so much room for activities. Room for activities. Yes, I mean, you, they have their massive bottling line, and that's going to go in there. But you know, the capacity and and the ability to do so much is it's it's off the charts. And then once they move production over, um, the uh, Lachlan uh, Brewery is going to now become like a test batch area. You know, right. where they're going to be brewing a lot of pilot stuff and. The possibilities are going to be endless. Yeah, it's it, going to be insane to, to finally get a little bit of a little bit of breathing room. I think is is going to do wonders for for a lot of places around town. You know, you talk about um, Tafts and you talk about uh, Madry and these places that you know are, are are just working their butts off on these systems that are that made sense at the time, but just don't anymore. You know, it, it it's it's fun to see what they're going to be able to do once they have that breathing room and can really pump some creativity into things. Not that they're not right now, but. Right. Um, to really just kind of let loose with things. Um, what are you excited about right now in Cincinnati? Oh, man. Um, there's, so, I mean, we just talked about Rivertown, so that excites me. Um, I think uh, Mad Tree 2.0 uh, being on the horizon is, is pretty awesome to me. Um, I don't know. What else? What else? Um, Narrow Path. They're they're getting a little closer. Lots of lots of new things. Lots of and brink not so new things. Yeah, there's expanding and, and becoming something new and yeah. Um, what, what was it like? What's the count? I think we were talking about it on Twitter earlier. Like Thirty seven. Like I think is what. Well, last year was it nine oh, well, or it ten? Nine, I think? nine. Nine. I don't remember what the final count that somebody new said. New breweries. Nine or ten. I think. New breweries. Yeah. Between that and eleven. Are you counting nano breweries as well? Yes, yeah. nano breweries are breweries too. They're no, real. Well, they're real. <laughs> they make beer. Nano breweries are people too. No, I, I know, but people are like, well, that's not really a brewery. They don't like. Well, mm. So, and also, okay. I, I work for people that want me to do, like you know, get packaging. Like I need to be able to sell right, it, right, get right, it right, right. on draft, and so. I I think the final count was like nine. I think. It might have been ten. Though. It's a lot. And, I'd and have to look at the list. There's about to be like three, like two or right, three, yeah, right, right off, the, right off the bat. Yeah. And the, the little Miami Brewing Company over in Milford has their, their building came down today, so they're going to get ready to to start building the new nice. space. And so uh, before you know it, that'll be here. And 
Westside uh, just closed their Kickstarter. Right. So they'll be opening it up hopefully pretty soon-ish. I don't um, know what their projections... I think they said I, March or I, April. I pressed my face up against the glass the other day, and they're, they're definitely working. It's They're still a little ways off, but... Um, I mean, just, it, it's exciting. I, you know, despite what everybody says on Twitter, all of the, the big mouths, um, more breweries is better. More beer is better. There will be places that are great. There will be places that are good. There will be places that are not so great. But it's all good for, for this bigger picture of things. I, I don't care what anybody says. The city can support a whole lot more breweries. Amen to that. I mean, it's, it's interesting seeing... Uh, Thank you, sir. You know, you, you have, like, the different levels of breweries. Like, you know, you have your Mad Trace and your Ryan guys that are, like, huge. But then, you know, you move down and you look at, like, your Fibonacci's and your street sides that are, like, you know, like your neighborhood brewery. And I think Cincinnati has a ton of desire for something like that in their neighborhoods. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, I think that's, you know, anytime you talk to people, that's about what they see happening in beer in the next you know however many much time that's the people's neighborhoods 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 everybody wants their neighborhood where you got nine giant and, and you know wood burn and places like that 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 are just making this huge 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 splash by just focusing on their neighborhoods and that's that's something that we haven't really seen in cincinnati yet until this last year i think for for the most part you, you agree or disagree for it uh, i agree <laughs> i definitely agree it's like I want more in the Fairfield Hamilton area. Um, yes, Swine City needs to get their butt in gear and start uh, start start making it happen. Uh, I agree. Definitely, they're so close to where I work; it's ridiculous. I could be there every day. I'll, I mean, I'll be there every day too. Let's, let's finish it. Let's I I, it. W- I won't, honey. <laughs> I'm gonna go home. I gotta say that because my wife will yell at me. No, uh, uh, I'll watch the baby. She's, she'll be a good hands with me and my you, wife. It's cool. You heard we'll get, that. We'll He'll give, you, we'll give you date night. He'll watch the baby at the brewery. <laughs> he, he won't wear his drinking horn either. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. It, it, there's a stand when it's at home. <laughs> Have you filled that bad boy up tonight? I haven't filled it up, but I'm going to start the cuvee horn. Cuvee, cuvee de Ferdinand. <laughs> if you could fill it up with one beer tonight, what would the, what would the full pour be of the horn? Mad tree, strawberry, lavato. Yeah. I'd, I'd take two bottles, but it would make me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually would make my wife happy because it would take me a little while to drink it. And then when she picks me up, I won't be talking in tongues. <laughs> I get religious sometimes. So, Josh, what are you... Well, I was going to say, what are you drinking? I what just did you just finish? Um, uh, the Rivertown Pear Lambic. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I've said it on the brewcast a few times and I've said it on my blog that sours are still not my thing, but they're slowly becoming my thing little by little. And um, the Pear Lambic is so delicious. Do we consider Lambics sour or do we consider them kind of this weird funk? I because would I go it, back and forth. There on, on are lambics. some really sour lambics, so yeah. me personally, I lean towards sour more than like like the general wild, right. funky classification. Uh, I would say sour-ish, a good starting point. Um, I like to bring people into sours, uh, and it's a good crossover beer. Like you said, sour is not your thing, but you really like that. So it's your your bridge. It's yeah. your 
So I drink a session IPA before I get into a uh, ridiculous hot forward New England style IPA. Well, not New England style, but West Coast style IPA. Right. So it's your you're bridging the gap, and uh, I like to. And personally, I want to call the beer the style that the person who made it wants to call it. I don't really care about guidelines or if that's what you want to do. Perfect. But I don't mean necessarily the person who sells the beer. Like the owner, but more the person who brewed the beer. Person who made it. So I get that, and it's you. You see, people, especially when you start talking about you know BJCP guidelines, and you know people when people are entering into contests, be it GABF or whatever, how you have to kind of figure out what that style is if you want to win. You know, it's a, you may have the beer on tap for years. That's a pale ale, but if you enter it, you may enter it into the IPA category, whatever. That, that, that distinction may be because I don't know, styles don't really mean a whole lot of anything except to kind of kind of give you an idea of what you might taste but I, I, part of what has made craft beer so exciting is that you're always changing that you're always pushing styles IPA doesn't mean anything anymore it's w- what kind of IPA is it is, is it a West Coast IPA is it a New England style IPA is it you know there, there's there's how many subsets of what IPA means now so um, I 100% g- agree. I just want to drink good beer. That's, that's, I don't that's care it. what you call it. <laughs> well, and I don't think you can go wrong here. Right? <laughs> so, what else is going on with Raging Hop? Not the Raging Hop. Raging Hop. Raging Hop. Uh, let's see. What do I got in the works? So, uh, Rivertown preview is going to be coming out pretty soon. I've been talking to the gentleman over at Alexandria Brewing Company. Uh, as well, um, so you'll see some content. Alexandra, uh, who is um, collaborating with Darkness um, yep, for a black and white IPA. high gravity beer festival down at uh, um, Ethereal in um, in Lexington, which um, I'll have more details about that in the near future. But they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants down there too, and kind of making it up as they go along. <laughs> it seems some days, um, but they're supposedly having a high gravity beer fest down there, and they're doing a black and white IPA, which it's fun to see some Alexandria stuff coming out already. Oh yeah, it's it's super cool to see some of those early beers jump out of there, and um, I'm really, really excited for the Alexandria guys. Uh, I sat down and chatted with them the other day, and I, I have, I don't want to say I haven't, I haven't been that excited for like a brand new brewery in a while. I, I think that uh, their passion is is where it needs to be and they're like super excited to like become a huge part of the beer community here in Cincinnati like they said it over and over again they want to be a part of the community they want to be a part of the community not just make good beer not just you know open up like they want to join in and have fun with everybody. Cincinnati which for the record for anybody that's listening is not just the city proper I don't care what anybody says it is greater Cincinnati it's, it's, it's northern Kentucky it's eastern Indiana it's outside of the loop inside of the loop it's there's there's a lot that is involved in being a cincinnati brewery and um if you disagree you're wrong and that's what i say about that sorry i've been (laughs) been arguing on twitter all day i'm fired up i'm right about everything that's that's the way it works i tend to agree i mean if you look at some of the outlying breweries you know if you count old firehouse look at mad tree right now if anybody's going to tell me the Mad Tree is not part of Cincinnati's brew community... That's a little extreme, they're, that's, they're not in the city proper, though. That's a little extreme. Right now, they're not. I mean, but 
somebody could walk outside their back door and throw a golf ball into Cincinnati proper. So Well, you could do that when you're standing in North Kentucky, too. And there's a lot of people that would... I could throw across that river. Don't you give me that. <laughs> Come on, now. Really, Have you really seen these river. guns? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're huge, bro, but like, you're not that huge. And your shirt needs to be a little bit smaller. <laughs> Point is, Cincinnati means a whole lot to a, a whole lot of different people. And um, I don't know. Make up your own definition, I guess, and leave me alone. Right? There you go. I'm just going to go back and say, I just want to drink a beer. I don't care where it's made, man. <laughs> That's right. Well, I like it. I like it fresh best, so local is better. But I won't I complain about, like, I don't know how to say this. Every time I go out of town, I don't want to drink something I can get anywhere but in town. Yep. Right. Where I'm at. So. I, I think that's pretty true with a lot of craft drinkers now. It's, you know, you just as fresh as you can get it, as 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 unique as you can get it as you know fresh meaning you know Give me something, something, I haven't something had you haven't tried before an idea that you haven't tried before a beer you haven't tried before you know it's that's what makes us fun do you ever catch yourself and go oh my god that sounds horrible yeah can i have oh, one? Yeah. Oh yeah all the time please yep. like the, oh i but thank you urban like, artifacts no, pickle yes. beer the, the pickle goza when they put that on last year i kind of looked at it for a while and i made a beer taste like pickles and it is easily one of my top five beers in Cincinnati. Um, but let me ask easily. you, I, 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 that, that number changes not on a daily basis anymore, but on a monthly basis, that top five. Oh, yeah. Because but, you get new stuff. And, and I like, couldn't hey, actually name the top five, but I could tell you that that's probably in it. No, that's exactly <laughs> it. Because people are like, what's your favorite beer right now? And I'm like, you know this one right here that's in my hands. <laughs> what am I drinking currently? Or what did I have five minutes ago? And it's not that I forget. It's just, it's ever, it's ever changing because I just want to try new stuff. Hands down, like, give me something new. Like, oh, a new brewery? Can you give me a flight of everything? Absolutely. Like, we'll do it four at a time so nothing gets too warm unless you tell me this should be warmer than it's going to come out of the tap. And then I'll let that one sit for mm-hmm. a little Flights make the world go round. Definitely. That's, that's what I think. 100%. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We're going to take another break. I'm going to try to find somebody that makes beer or somebody that works somewhere that makes beer. I'll see um, if I can send somebody your way. I, I have a name of somebody that might be able to. So um, we'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ferdinand. Thank you, Raging Hop. Everybody go to RagingHop.com. Um, after you go to Norlingham.com, of course. They should be your home channels. <laughs> what, your home channel? What does that even mean? Station. Whatever. I thought it was home page. <laughs> you know, there's no need to be uptight. Beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from home brewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey everybody, we're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. 
Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed, beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewer's Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out more about them at BrewersBuddy.com. Make sure you pre-order now at www.BrewersBuddy.com. Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. This is Steve Schaaf. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Sensi Brewcast. No, good, thank you. Um, sorry for the uh, the delay. If you're listening live, I had to go get a beer. I'm sure everybody understands what that's like. I'm joined by Jason Brewer from Listerman. Listerman slash triple digit. I always just call you guys Listerman. Is that bad? No, that's all right. All right just Listerman. What's up? Nothing. Just enjoying uh, some barrel-aged beers out of Jim's. Um, and in my journey over there to try to snag you and get you over here from my table... Um, I got the the pineapple or the what is it the upside down cake aftermath. What what is the actual name of this? Uh, pineapple upside down cake aftermath. All right. Um, is this bourbon barrels? Yes, Heaven Hill barrels. Um, you know we we made six of these uh, aftermath, but we had six aftermath barrels and trying them and figuring out what to do, and we wanted to do two special ones. And uh, Jared was like, let's throw pineapples in this. And I was like, you're just effing crazy. Like, oh, man, that's good. <laughs> right? Because, you know, it's... My my complaint with a lot of beers with fruit in them is that it becomes about the fruit, and that's all you taste is the fruit, and it's, you, know, you start to wonder if it's covering something up. And, yeah. Um, this is definitely a barrel-aged beer first and foremost, and then kind of as it finishes, you get that sweetness, and the, the pineapple comes through, and... That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we, we spent a, a day just grilling pineapples and throwing pineapples into a barrel. And you guys are pouring the High Society, the coffee, barley wine? The coffee barley wine, the, yes. Which, again, um, is fantastic. Um, I might grab some tonight if I have a second, but since I've got bottles sitting at home, I might not. So yeah. I understand that. And then um, what else are you guys pouring over there? Uh, we got the stuff, barrel-aged stuff. Barrel-aged stuff, which is sitting in my fridge. I haven't tried it yet. Um Hopefully I'll have it up on the website this week because I'll be drinking it and very happy. But yeah, it's it's um, I'm very happy with the way that that one turned out. You guys are kind of kicking ass lately with your with your barrel aid stuff. Yeah, um, uh, I mean not not that you could need to toot your own horn or anything, but Fobab does yeah, that for yeah, us. Fobab, um, <laughs> you know, not, you know, best of show, which can kind of kind of explain to people a little bit why something like that is such a big deal. You know, people talk about beer festivals and how different different beer festivals are and so can kind of explain why yeah, Fobab is so special. Fobab is kind of like the non, it's kind of like the major non uh, mainstream beer fest, you know, it's the beer fest for the beer nerds. It's right. all barrel aged. You know, the categories are pretty wide open and uh, you know, not very many categories. So, it's it's something that is um, 
we look forward to every year. Again, I've, ever since I was a little beer nerd, drinking uh, drinking my rare beers and driving hours to get beers, I've always wanted to go to Fobab, and and uh, this job has thankfully taken me me there into the best beer at the whole. Not just to festival. go there, to go there and to win, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean. It, it's it's one thing to get to go to something like that that you've always wanted to go to and, and experience, but um, to get to go there and then to win best of show, I, 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 you know, congratulations yeah, to you guys you. and thank you. Um, uh, Jared seems to be absolutely killing things, bringing him in and uh, and having him brew for you guys and, and yeah. Yeah. seems to be a perfect fit for who Listerman is and who Listerman's becoming. I mean, again. Uh, we could talk about that for a whole long time too. How how much Listerman has changed in the last year, and you walk in that tap room and it feels like a different place uh, visually, but you know it still has that same feel that it always had. It's it's an absolute, it, it's a brilliant kind of expansion, growth, whatever you want to call it. It's, um, feels the same, but it's very different. Yeah, it's, we're all trying to do it from you know very grassroots. You know, we have three owners. We always say the Dan, husband, Sue, the wife, and the bank. They're the three, <laughs> three owners of the company. So, yeah, it's taken us a little longer to get our tap room up to par than most other things. You know, we were open before the tap room expansion happened, so we kind of have to make do with the building that we have. So, uh, finally coming into our own and, and uh, getting into 2000. We have 2016 bathrooms, which well, our bathrooms were from 19, the 1930s for a long time. So, you know, it's, it's just making our our taproom more of a welcoming place to really showcase the awesome beers that we have. And, and a gorgeous bar and a gorgeous indoor beer garden and just everything that you can possibly think to put in a tap room in Cincinnati in 2017. You guys are right there and food. Food. Very, food yes. coming. How, how close are we for that? Uh, if I knew who approved permits, <laughs> uh, we probably would have been done a couple months ago, but still waiting on a lot of different permits. But it's 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 right there. It's on the cusp. But it... Um, Food will be there, which and glassware, whichever, and, and real glassware. They're on the same permit, um, so we got to wait for the kitchen to open for the glassware should, to happen. Maybe we should, maybe we should yell really loud so Ed can hear us. We like real glassware; it should be in, embraced at uh, any place where craft beer serves. No, so. Ed's the best. He does everything right, yeah, except for Ed the po- does everything right. Ed is the best. He can't hear. Well, thank you. I'm going to let you get back. You're I welcome. literally pulled you away from your booth, and you had a nice little line forming. So um, all hell is probably broken loose over That's there. That's all right. There's probably people grabbing bottles and hitting people, and so yeah. you, you should get back. But thank you very much. Um, I'll swing by over and drink some more of your beer in a little bit cool. as soon as I get the show wrapped up. So. Thanks for thank having you. me. And we're back on Cincy Brewcast. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Um, tell everybody who you are, who you're with, um, and what you're doing here at this crazy barrel-aged event. Well, I'm uh, pouring beer uh, for Warpwing. My name's Jason, and we got two beers tonight. We got Abominator, which is a maple bourbon barrel-aged Doppelbach, and the other beer is uh, Whiskey Rebellion, which is an imperial uh, stout with uh, uh, bourbon barrel-aged. So, so Doppelbachs, lagers. You know we've We've kind of talked a whole bunch about how you don't see a lot of lagers done in barrels, and, and Doppelbachs are kind of that one style that just lends itself perfectly to being in a barrel. Um, we're also hopefully headed into the spring season here soon. I'm kind of sick of winter at this point, but um, Tell me about it. you know, box season is right there. And, you know, early March we get Bach Fest here in town, and um, anybody who's a Bach fan like me, this is a pretty damn good one to to start off with for, yeah. for the season. Um, so these are both bourbon barrels, did you say? Correct. Um, 
Radio silence by taste. When I make that sound, it means I like something. <laughs> um, this is good. It's smoother than I think you find a lot of these barrel-aged beers here. Um, you get a lot of these big imperial stouts and things like that that just kind of punch you in the palate, is what I like to say. Yeah, that's a 10.1%. Um, you're you're going to get some caramel notes, definitely. So th- uh, the that's maple, one that punches obviously. you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it goes down really easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots, lots of caramel. Yes. Nuttiness, almost. Yeah, yes, yes. No, that's fantastic. Getting, and again, I, part of what I appreciate so much about festivals like this is the difference, the something that's that's kind of takes a step away from what everybody else is doing. And, and Doppelbach, I don't know how many there are here today, but um, not sure. Um, I just have I haven't I've been so busy I haven't had a chance to walk the. I think I'm on my way back when I walk it. And Absolutely. Check since it, so. since Jason sent you over here, you should uh, you yeah, should take your break yeah, from the, uh, yes. the booth as much as you can. It's true. <laughs> And you said this was uh, Whiskey Rebellion? Yes, yeah. That's been on the Growler Station here at Jungle. Yeah, it's, it's been floating around town. Yeah. Um, you get lots of, lots of bourbon, lots of chocolate in yes. the nose. Yes, And that's more of the, the bourbon barrel flavor that I think so many people line up at the door to get into an event like this one, that, that nice, that nice rounded bourbon flavor the the oakiness the, the again the chocolate you get a lot of chocolate with this one and um it's killer yes. you know warped wing i've never been up there to the tap room um they just shoot they're, up 75 they're, they're clearly doing some really good things you yeah. know, cincinnati loves them um cincinnati has a hard time embracing outside breweries sometimes and i feel like warped wing is one of those ones that's kind of slipping into the consciousness here around town and uh i mean clearly they're they're doing something right so yeah dayton and cincinnati there's such an intertwining you know connection um i mean a lot of people that commute they go up to dayton to work and they come back and you know it's just a um connection i mean it's only an hour drive so um yeah the uh tasting room it's it's near downtowns uh, uh, off of Third Street. It's near the Oregon District. And it's and it's like an old um, some kind of old warehouse yes. or something like that. Yeah. I've, I've heard people talk about it. it um, yeah, definitely a place that that you know I need to get. I, I I spend so much time talking about Cincinnati and writing about Cincinnati. It's it sometimes you you forget that there's other things happening. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, Warp Wing is definitely one of those places that is is definitely on my radar. Whiskey Rebellion killing it. The uh, the, the Esther's little secret that's that's been around is is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there's 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 some really great stuff coming out of there. So, um, if anybody hasn't had Warped Wing, which I have a hard time believing that there are still those people around, but I'm sure there are even in this room. Um, you know, get over to the booth if you're here. If not, get to the tap room. Get just start driving around town and grab some cans. You know, they, they put them in those big 16 ounce cans and. Yep. Um, there's plenty of stuff for you to try, no matter what you like. So, yeah. thank you. I appreciate thank you. it very much. And uh, um, thank you. All right, Sensi Brewcast. Right. Cheers. The voice of Sensi Craft. All right. Cool. Thank that was fun. Much. No problem. <laughs> Never done that. Steal my cups back. Oh, you're. No, you're. you're, 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 you're
It's a damn good beer. <laughs> Thank you. You too. <clears throat> Be feeling no pain after that. <laughs> All right, we're back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We're going to start wrapping things up here. Um, for anybody who's never been to a beer festival at Jungle Gems, anybody who's never been to a pint night, a beer tasting, any kind of beer event. First off, I don't know what rock you've been living under. Second off, you need to do that. They definitely do things uh, differently than I think anybody else is doing around town. Um, I'll say the best beer festivals in Cincinnati. Um, they're busy, but they're not crowded. They are. You get free pretzels when you get your ticket. They're a huge pile of Cervati's giant pretzels. There's, um, of course, the best beer that you can find around town. So, uh, if you haven't been here to one of the events, um, get here to one of the events. If you haven't um, been to the tasting bar, get to the tasting bar. And I guess that's it. And if you, um, if you are listening to Cincy Brewcast, um, share it with all your friends. Um, rate us on iTunes. All that fun stuff. Uh, I don't know what else. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. I have no idea what we're talking about next week, but we talk about something. And chances are it's, it's probably beer. So uh, thanks for listening. We will be back. And um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Sensi Brewcast. The voice of Sensi Craft. You can find us. iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play. Uh, who the hell knows what else probably every kind of podcasting platform you can think of if we're not there tell us and we'll be there cincybrewcast.com thegnarlygnome.com drinkingwiththegnome.com should have talked about that new website new idea um, thank you guys 